0: this letter of Romans, we have a great shift when you get to this 12th chapter. One translation says, therefore, my brethren, New Living says, and so. And is a conjunction, con- adding, but saying it brings what's before connected to what's after. Therefore means, in a result of what you heard before, then this. One way to study our word often reminds us that if it therefore is there, is it's there for a reason. The author has built up an argument saying we have been saved by grace. We have been justified by him being risen from the grave. That if you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved it says that we are are alive in the spirit so live in the spirit tells us that we we are are wrestling against an enemy within ourselves so when i want to do good evil is always right there oh wretched man am i but glory be to god through our lord and savior Jesus Christ, then it got good to him. He says, I can do all things. He said, well, God for me, who can be against me, saying that the Lord will work all things out for the good of those who love him. And according to his purpose, he went on to go on. He felt real good about himself. He went on to go on and say this, that what can separate me from the love of God? And so he says, in view of what God has done for me, how dare I not live for him? Has he not done a lot for us? Yeah. If you look back over, as he says in the fifth chapter, while I was a sinner, I said while I was, I I I, I, I won't make it personal. You can say me too because I, I just want to make it. Because sometimes when we use those other uh, pronouns, how when you were and we remove ourselves out of it like I didn't have the same problems you had. But when I look back over my life, I realize that my problem was just as bad, if not worse. And I say it was worse because I was in it. You know, if it's your problem, I don't know the pain you're going through. I don't know the struggles that you're going through. But when it's my problems, I don't know about you. But that's the only problem I care about in the world. But yet the Lord realized how big it was, how enormous it was. He realized that only one thing could solve it. And that was his only son. While I was yet an enemy to God, he wanted to make me a friend. While I was rebelling against him, he was trying to offer me peace. While I was fighting against him, he was calling me to come into him. And so, when we look at it in view of all this, then is it hard to present your body as a living sacrifice? Because no longer do we need to bring turtle doves, lambs, sheep, ox. To the Lord for a sacrifice for our sins to be remiss. But because of the blood of the Lamb, Jesus, we now can come boldly before his throne and let our life be the sacrifice. When you look at this form that he wants us to be of of looking first at the form of service, it tells us to be transformed. I know that might be a big word, and we don't a lot of times use that word transform unless we're talking about a Transformer movie. Oh, yeah, it transformed into a car. But yet, if you can help me out, just tell your neighbor, God's calling you to change. He's calling, if I could sum up this message, sum up this gospel, it boils down to change. That there should be a change over me that when you see yourself, that you no longer see who you used to be. We should be able to see a change happening in our lives. It says do not be conformed. Another way to point out conform is this. Do not be molded or fashioned in the shape, in the image of this world. Let's look at it how this way. That many of us do not want to go around garbage. We don't sleep in garbage. We don't eat garbage. We, don't, we try to stay away from garbage. So when we have garbage, we try to get out of our house, especially when it starts stinking, right? We want to get it out of our house. We don't want anything to do with it. Let me, and, and what do you do with garbage? You throw it out, right? This earth's going to get thrown out. Let me help somebody out. Oftentimes when they get rid of garbage and they get rid of refuse and they have to get rid of it, you know what they do? They burn it. You know what's going to happen to this earth? It's going to be consumed by fire. Because it's garbage. It's no good. It has no value. It's going to be destroyed. But yet, in our mind, we think that we want to be like this world. The world tells us how you got to have bling, bling. We want bling, bling. The world tells you you need a bigger house. We want a bigger house. The world says you need a fancy new car. We want a fancy new car. The world tells you it's good when you are a millionaire. We all want to be a millionaire. For the word says that you must suffer. The word tells how you must be gentle. The word tells you you must care one for another. The word says that you might you must serve one another. The world. The word tells us that we must pick up our cross and deny ourselves. But this is all contrary to the world. But yet if I'm living as a living sacrifice, if I'm am am presenting acceptable service, then I'm no longer conformed, but I'm being changed. I'm being transform a butterfly transforms from a caterpillar when you look at that butterfly you no longer see caterpillar you no longer see a little big fat little slug going on the on the ground going from leaf to leaf you see something that can can float in the wind going from flower to flower and and i know when i was a child i looked at that i says that butterfly came from that caterpillar how and the thing about this, this, this metamorphosis is about this transformation that happens about that caterpillar and that butterfly is that you don't see the change. The caterpillar makes a cocoon and the change starts happening on the inside. And what's going on in the inside all of a sudden comes out on the outside. Help somebody out that people might be looking at you and they say they can't see no change. But tell them God's not working on the outside. But he's working on the inside. And and while he's working on the inside, he's working out that pretty soon, day by day, you're gonna see some change happening in my life. Because he wants my heart. And so in this process of being transformed, I'm not in the likeness of the world. I, I'm not being modeled and conformed to this world, but I'm being changed. I'm being transformed by the work of the Spirit. Tell, you, tell your neighbors, it's through the Spirit. We go back and look that we have received the spirit of adoption that makes us the, a child of the Father. I don't know about you, but, but what God is pointing out to me that I need to act like his child. In order for me to act like his child, I need to do the things that the Father does. And the Father has given us commands, be ye holy as I am holy. Jesus went on to tell them, I give you a new command that you should love one another. He went on the the mountain talking, we have the Sermon on the Mount saying how we need to love one another, bless and curse not. And then he says, even love your enemies. I'm going to get do that in the end. I, Lord have mercy. I'm going to try to work with it, but I'm going to get doors to the end. I will talk about don't worry about the enemy. God said, I will avenge those who need to be avenged. Which talking about that He's our victory, He's our warrior. But I, I, I digress. Let me get back to the acts of service. I want us to look at the acts of living as a living sacrifice. If you look at those verses 3 to about 11, you see how he gives descriptions of what it looks like to serve. To serve God, you have to be humble. Tell your neighbor, you have to be humble. And so if you're humble, you don't think of yourself higher than you ought. We have some know-it-alls in this place. We, we we can't receive compliments. We 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 know. I I, I had to repent earlier this morning. I I got a new coffee cup and, and and someone told me that it's it's cool and I said I know. <laughs> I should have said thank you. I agree with you, you know. But uh, so as soon as I said that, my soul just went, went down. Said Sam, you started thinking high of yourself. You thought you know what cool is and, and I don't know what cool is. Uh, I'm just glad that somebody else thought it was cool. And I just said I know. But humility would be like, I appreciate that you approve of what I have done. When we can humble ourselves, we realize that it's not what I say and what I do, but yet how can I better you? That, that, that I might be a, a, a doctor, I might have a master's, I might have all this stuff, but yet I can still be taught. We live in this place of this church, this fellowship, where we, it does not matter your title. Yeah, y'all got quiet on me. Yeah, people that want to come in and tell them how they are CEO and they're the president of this, and I'm on this board, I'm a chairman of this, and 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 and, and the key thing that we ought to remind one another is this where's your tie? What do you mean, where is my towel? I mean, where is your towel? You want not be somebody, you need to have a towel. What I need a towel for? Need to wash some people's feet. People got The titles, they they got their feet on the wrong thing. On people. Mm -hmm. Y'all missed it. Many people step on the little people to get on top. Mm -hmm. So they're not worrying about washing other people. They're worrying about their feet, how I can step on you to get where I want to get. But Jesus tells us that the greatest of these is the least. Whose service is the master. And so we ought to realize that it does not matter my title, but how many feet am I washing? In other words, how many people am I serving? Am I humbling myself? Am I thinking of, think of myself in the right way? Not higher than I ought to. Just because this goes in to realize that God has given me what I need. Tell your neighbor, God's given you what you need. It says that each one of us have the measure of faith that God has given us. Let me help you out. Let me help you out. Many of us are familiar with the gas tank in a car and that your gas tank has now a, uh, has, a has has been uh, Put together well enough that when you put your gas nozzle in, that your nozzle can tell you when it's enough. Because if you put more than enough in there, it will overflow and it might catch on fire and everything get blown up. So basically, you just want to put enough in, and enough in is enough to get the job done. A bigger car needs a bigger tank. A smaller car needs a smaller tank. But both those cars can both go, oftentimes can go to the same place and do the same things. But a lot them can do it differently. Look at us. Many of us are in different ways. And we can do different things different ways. But God has given us enough to get it done. I'm I helping somebody out. That, that you, you might not be able to be a hummer and go through 12 inches of snow. But you can go farther enough that you can make it to another state. Hello, somebody. And you see how God sometimes puts us in a condition that he wants us to do what he made us to do. And so many times in our lives, we want what somebody else has and not happy what God has given us. But He's tell your neighbor he's given you enough. He's given each a measure of faith. So in this measure of faith, I have these gifts that he has given me. And look what it says. It says to do them well. In other words, it means do your best. Tell your person do your best. Yes. We, I, I and as a freshman in college, I had a friend, a, a student, she, uh, 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 she was a freshman coordinator. She would come on and she say, good, better, best, and say, make, say, make your good, make your good better, and don't rest till your better is best. And we had to say that every day, every time we was in the assembly, that's who we get good, better, best. I can't hear you. We got to go good, better, best. Never let it rest. Never let it rest. The good is better, your better is best. Yeah. The good is better, better. Okay, now you can go. I mean, we was held captive. Tell <laughs> so we said that quote, but what she was trying to imply upon us that you can always do better. Yeah. So do it your best the first time. There was a sign I had at the chaplain, I'm sorry, at the chaplain's office, there was a sign there, and I spent a lot of time in my chaplain's office, so that sign kept on ministering to me. That every time I walked in, the sign says, If you don't have time to do it now. When do you have time to do it later? That always convicted me, because I was a, the laziest man in the place. I would procrastinate beyond procrastination. If the project was due on Friday, I was up Friday morning, finishing that project. I mean, I would wait to the last minute and then I'll be upset, right? Like, oh man, and have all kind of excuses why I took so long for me to get it done. You know, I had all this stuff. But yet, I, if I look back over my schedule, all the times I was playing basketball, playing video games, going out with my friends, that I could have been studying and working. And so that sign kept on getting me that saying, "If you don't take time now, when are you going to have time?" And so I got to realize, in order for me to do my best, I got to use what God has given me. And use it to the best of my ability and not try to make it up later and have a mess on my hands, but yet I got something that I said, Lord, here's the best that I have, and God will say, Well done. And so look at it gets into by how we need to love without hypocrisy. Love genuinely. In order for me to be a living sacrifice, I gotta love people. And, and, and it says genuinely, not fake love. Hypocrisy. The word hypocrisy comes from an actor, basically one who puts on a mask and be someone who is, he is not. A lot of us act that way with one another. We speak nice, we act nice, but yet we go off stage and we act like something else. We, we, can, we can say all the Christian scriptures in the house of God. Watch out somebody catch you on late night. We could say, darling, I'm praying for you. But when you get back home, when you're supposed to be praying for me, you're talking about it. I don't know what's wrong with child. She out her mind. I told her I'm going to pray for her. But she, she, she showing up doing need Jesus. She showing up to you Jesus. I'm going to act up a fool, doing all this stuff, doing all that stuff. What you doing then? You're not loving genuinely. You act like it. You act like it. You act like it. You're fake. Not real. God calling us to be real in our love, genuine, having brotherly love, have mutual affection, one for another. Then look what it goes on. and says that you should set the example that said nobody beats you and showing an honor to somebody else. Now, now, the best way I can explain this about how to show honor is that, uh, uh, that many of us are parents and grandparents and that you got your new picture, you want to show it to somebody, you always want to go first. You want to go first because you're excited. No, i wrong. You're excited with the pictures that you have. But what about letting the other person go first, talking to them first? Say, hey, can I see a picture of your grandchild? Can I see that? And that might take up all the time. And you might be mad because you didn't get a chance to show your picture. But yet what you did, you showed honor to them. Y'all quiet on because that, that means you put yourself on the back burner. May, 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 maybe it's like this. Uh, we talked about this in Sunday school earlier about how that, that there's a commercial for an ice cream bar saying, how long can you listen to your wife when the counter goes off? The man looks at his wife. It gets it to 15 seconds. He celebrates. Yeah. I listen to her. But the thing is, is that if you really honor somebody, it means I can listen to whatever you got to say. I'll be patient and listen to whatever you have to say. Why? Because it's important to me too. How much more does the body of Christ need that, that your pain is my pain, your joy is my joy? Doesn't I say that? Rejoice with those who rejoice, have sorrow with those who have sorrow. How much more do we need to show that one to another? The Bible says that they will know that you are my disciples by how you love one another. And so not only in this love, look what love will motivate us. It will motivate you to have zeal, have enthusiasm. You know when you do something in love, you do it with an excitement. You don't, you're not bored. You're not upset, complaining, murmuring. Got me out here, man. You're excited. I don't know about you, but when, I, when, I, when I'm doing things for those I love, you're excited. How you do it, right? You're working on You're trying to put your best for and you present it with a smile on your face. I remember many progr- uh, pr- uh, projects I made for my mom. That were shambles and were disgusting, but I had a smile on my face because I did it with love. And mom laid at me with a smile and said, thank you, boy. And she would hang it up. Wait till it fell apart, and then she put it away. But she would hang it up. Because while she realized that he did it out of love, it wasn't as, as good as it could have been, but it was the best he could do. Don't you hang up your child? They got the name spelled wrong, but it's the best they could. Got the letters upside down or crooked or sideways, but you put it up anyway because it's the best that they could do. You're proud. Because they they did it out of love. I I love you, mommy loves mass. (laughs) She knew I meant to put down Sam, so she put it up anyway. That's the love that we have excitement for. Then it goes on to say that we were able to rejoice in suffering and rejoice in hope. And also that we will pray, how long? Always, continuously, without ceasing. Our love for the Lord keeps us in constant communication. How many here have been in constant communication with God? Our lives are a lot easier when we have an open line to the one who provides for us, who looks after us and keeps us. And then that that moves us to serve with unity. Because I'm in one with him, if I abide in him, he abide in me. It makes me able to serve one another in unity, knowing, knowing that we are all multiple bodies, but yet we can help one another. And so for me to serve in unity, it goes on to this, that well, if, I have able, if I can contribute, I will contribute. If, if someone needs hospitality, I'll I gi- I give, I'll be hospitable, I'll let them stay with me. I will bless those who persecute me and I will not curse them. I will rejoice with those who rejoice and I will weep with those who weep. I will live in harmony, I'll do my, my best to be to be um, not proud, but to be humble. And then I like how it says it this way. One translator says it this way: to make friends with the humble or do humble work. You do have some people that jobs are beneath them. They are beneath them. They are beneath them. And that's why some people are still out of work because that jobs beneath them. I don't know about you, but some money's better than no money. Yeah, some people saying, "Well, I'm going to take down my network." You don't have a network, that's why you don't have a job. Am I talking to somebody? Am I making sense? Oh, darn. that that's, low, that's less money I ever made. How's the less money you ever made when you're not making any? You see how we, we have this mentality that something's beneath us. Man, Sue. If I need a job, I'm going to McDonald's. Would you want a number three? I'll go to a fast food restaurant. I remember when I was in college, I needed a J-O-B. I was in the meat department at the grocery store. I do not know anything about any meat. I needed a job. Can you work with me? Yes, I can. When do you need me? When can you start? Right now. I needed a job. I learned about the meat. I became a great meat packer. People come ask for my name to help them find a good steak. Yeah, you want this steak that's marbled? If you have a little fatter, That's gonna be real juicy. You wanna marinate it and put it on. I'm sounding good. Ain't cooked a steak in my life, but I'm able to tell it. Cause I I love my job, so I want to get good at. It. So I ask the other people in the back. Hey, they keep on asking me which one's the best. For me tell them get this one and tell them get this one. Here's one. I'm gonna throw this one for free. You know, filet mignon costs a lot of money. Filet mignon costs a lot of money. But if you get you a good T-bone, you got the filet mignon on there. And you know, a T-bone cheaper. So I, I went to people and let them know, you want you a good filet, get you that T-bone steak. You got the New York strip and the filet mignon. You can cut it off and fix it how you want. You can wrap your bacon around it. Come on, somebody. And I tell them all that stuff because I try to sell it. I did the best I could. Guess what? They hired me back. Every summer, I had a job there. They moved me around from department to department. I went from meat department to the grocery to the seafood department. I was moving around. I was about to run the store. <laughs> and I was humble. And it was a funny thing that when I was in between college, I would see my teachers and my professors. And they looked at me with a shaking head and said, oh, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I was looking at them. That I'm somewhere where I want to be. I'm working. I'm proud of my job. I'm not ashamed of my job, because it's helped me get to where I want to be. Sometimes in our lives, we, 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 we want to be somewhere that we have not earned. And we want people to treat us like we're somebody special. But I sought my position. I needed to be low. I needed to be humble, waiting on God to give me what he wanted to give me. And so, therefore, I knew how to serve and do humble work. And then to get back to where I said I was convicted earlier, now I have to claim to be wiser than I am. Learn to say thank you not I know I look good in this. Learn, learn to say thank you that you like my car and I say I knew it was a good car when I bought it. We have to learn to realize that I'm not wiser than I think I am, that I am humble, that I need to let, realize that everything that I have came from the Lord. And when I realize I can serve in these characters, that's the next thing I can do. I can serve in peace. Wow, I'm not fighting you. I'm not going against you. I, I, I realize that I'm not competing with you, but I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to lift you up. And, and when I can serve in peace, catch this, catch this, look why wow, I have no worthy to worry about no more proud. Because when I serve in peace, I get my enemies mad at me. When I get my enemies mad at me, they don't want to do bad to me. Come on, somebody. Because it says when you feed them and you, st- and you give them water, it's like putting heaps of coals on to make them sorry for treating you wrong. Y'all, 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 y'all with me? Let me help y'all get all the way there. Can I talk about us? When we were enemies against God, he didn't treat us like vagabonds. He didn't treat us like we were no good. But he said, I love you this much that I'm going to provide a perfect sacrifice. A sacrifice that you don't have enough to pay for but it's going to be good enough to bring you back to where I want you to be. You don't love me and you don't care about me. You're running against me but guess what? I'm running out after you. And he sent down his son Jesus and and Jesus said, Lord forgive them for they know not what they're doing. He says, even while they're acting a fool, casting lies and, and insults against God, I'm interceding on their behalf. Can I help you out that Jesus is same today as he was, yes, and he will be tomorrow, even right now. He's on the right hand of the Father saying, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. He's showing how he can overcome evil with good. Isn't it good to love? Isn't it good to forgive? Isn't it good to show mercy? Isn't it good to show his grace? Glory be to God. So that's why I can live a life acceptable, that I can test or approve or discern His good, His perfect will. I want to close with that with that thought: to test, to approve. Basically, if you look at it, what it means is this: that you're able to prove through a trials and test of what it is. Many of us have been to a place that we got our $20 bill fresh from the bank. And you know you believe it to be legal tender, but you go to another place, they don't trust you, do they? So they hold it up to the light. They'll take a marker and mark it. They got a new scanner now. They can put it in a scanner. And they put all kind of tests on it to prove that it's genuine. Same thing with us, that if we just trust God, no matter what people do, if they hold us up to the light, If they mark us or run us through all kinds of transitions, we'll still come out genuine. Because if I just hold on to God's unchanging hand, if I let him be my rock, my sword, and my shield, if I truly, truly trust that on Christ, the solid rock, I stand. It's a measure how winds may blow, storms may come, but I'm anchored in the Lord, realizing that he keeps me. He protects me. He provides for me. And all he's asking me to do is just trust in him. And so therefore, I'll trust in him. I'll give my life to him and see that I'm doing his, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And the world can test me all they want, but they're gonna find out I'm the genuine article. I'm the genuine article. Put your life in the Master's hand, and let Him do what only He can. Make you pure. Go. Listen. Come to the. We are gonna come to the altar. Come forth for prayer. We just want to turn to him let him minister to us as we present ourselves as a living sacrifice. To see that, Lord, am I using my gifts well? Am I serving well? Am I exhorting well? Am I being gracious? That, Father, Lord, am I doing all that you calling me to do? Let us just surrender our lives to him. You're welcome to come to the altar for prayer.